Liberty Base here. The Eagle has landed. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne. Welcome to Worldview Truth. I'm here again <laughs> with Bridget Smith. She is the chair of the Republican Party of Marion County, or Marion County Republican Party, ever how you want to look at it. <laughs> Republican. That's, yeah. And we had such a great time last time. Um, I thought I'd bring her back in on another topic that is extremely passionate to me, and I know mm. it is to, to you as well. And it's basically um, the the subject is about gun control and about some of the things that are happening. And it's really the attack um, on the Second Amendment here mm -hmm. in the United States. And it is, um, in my opinion, it's at a breakneck level. And I'm going to go through some things just to show y'all uh, what's going on right now. And, and this is not one of those um, podcasts just for information purposes, though it's important that this is for information mm -hmm. purposes. But it's not just for information, but it's you as a citizen uh, need to start doing things about this. We need to start acting. We need to start contacting um, our Congress on some of these things that are happening. They are very aware of, of what's going on, but we need to let them know that this is something that's extremely important I to us. I think the Freedom Caucus is really on it, too. They are. They are. There's a number of organizations it, that are that are picking up on this. Mm -hmm. And um, this just happened last week, and I just want to um, mention this. Last week... Um, it may have been a week and a half ago, so let me just make sure I'm clear on that. Um, the Hodgkin twins um, put out a post, and it was about a gentleman uh, by the name of Nathan Hughes. And his home was raided, um, like I said, about a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And the raid had to do something. It was raided by the FBI. And there was somewhere in the neighborhood um, that the, the, what he is saying, Nathan is saying that the raid had to do with January 6th. He was at the January 6th protest. Mm. Now, notice I didn't say the January 6th insurrection. It's not insurrection. I didn't say that it was anything else other than a protest. But after or an assembly. Well, after looking, it was assembly. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Right. After looking at some of the video, mm -hmm. it looked like an open house. <laughs> and it was a tour because it looked like they actually had people giving the tour. Right. And that, that's what I saw. And I moving, moving the chains and moving the barriers. That's what I'm saying. It's right. like, hey, welcome. Right. You open the door, and if you walk in, you're <laughs> a criminal, but they open the door for you. Right. So I don't, I don't know. That's just all weird to me. I don't, I don't understand that. <clears throat> but anyway, Nathan Hughes, um, he was arrested. And um, I'm going to play a, a video. This is actually coming from the New York Post, but it is a video of him uh, talking about what happened, and we're going to talk about this just as soon as I play this video. I was raided by the FBI, and my house was searched um, over some January 6th allegations. Um, I guess the FBI called Liberty Safes, and Liberty Safes gave them a master code to get into my gun safe. As you can see, they, um, they were getting quite a bit of uh, pushback mm -hmm. on the post, if you saw that. So what happened as is... They should. Yeah, so FBI came in and raided this guy's house. And if you would seen the video, I don't know if that showed it or not, but there was a number of, I mean, there were probably 15 cars, yeah. you know, with those those evil SUVs, assault weapons. Tinted, you know, tinted windows. Yeah, and they had those evil, those evil um, assault weapons mm -hmm. that, that kill, kill people without. Right, without a, right. Yeah. By themselves. So... They showed up, and what happened is they uh, they apparently was trying to get in a safe. They couldn't get in a safe, mm -hmm. so guess what they did? They called mm -hmm. Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe is one of the most popular safe gun safe uh, companies in the United States. I mean, if you have a Liberty Safe, your stuff is secure. Supposedly, it, well, not it, so much. Except, <laughs> except if if the FBI wants right. to pick up the phone and give them give them a call, and then they have a combination to your safe i'm not i'm not sure you change the the password in your safe but liberty safe still has a combination to mm -hmm. your safe okay wow. and so if the fbi calls in fact here's what i would suggest for uh 
if you have a Liberty safe, this is my suggestion. If you ever lose your password, okay, what you would want to do, you would call the FBI and they can get the password for you. Okay. Um, just, just wow. It's just as well because Apple wow. refused to give out passwords to phones. So, and so yet you have a gun safe company who was probed to a versus Apple, who I would consider not so much pro to a, but they held firmly on privacy, whereas Liberty didn't. That that is unbelievable because right? this is a this is a company that because of the Second Amendment in the United States, people buy their safes. Right. Okay. These are people that have guns. They want to protect um, their honestly their their property. Mm-hmm. Um, keep bad people from getting their property. Mm-hmm. So they purchase these safes from Liberty Safe. And I'm just absolutely scratching my head. And the way they justified it, they said, well, uh, the FBI uh, told us told us, or gave us information or maybe even verified that they had a warrant uh, for this person, you know, to search this person's property. Well, here's the problems I have with, with Liberty Safe. Um, first of all, with them unlocking or giving them a code, giving the mm-hmm. FBI, a third party, a code for that. Like you said, I mean... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that um, Apple is the most conservative. Right. I, I mean, I wouldn't. In fact, they're probably one of the most woke, if you want to be honest about it. But Liberty Safe, they had no problem doing that. I mean, not a problem in the world. So hmm. here's here's what I'm. This is what I have to say about Liberty Safe. Number one, hmm. they did not have a court order. There was no court order that they had. That would, oh. would, that would force them or say, you must open this safe on our behalf. And furthermore, mm. they had no subpoena to do that. So in other words, the court did not subpoena Liberty mm. Safe. The reason that we know this is Liberty made a statement on this mm-hmm. and said, well, the FBI, um, they said that they had a warrant to search his property, so we gave him the password. That's basically what they said. Wow. And and then when they started having a all-out war over it, when everybody started getting upset about it, um, then they came back and they made another statement. Well, in the future, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll do some things a little bit different. But here's the problem. Number one, they didn't have a warrant. Mm-hmm. Number two, they didn't have a subpoena or any court order to, to make them do that, which, by the way, um, Apple, they sued. They went to they court. Did, they did. That's correct. Okay. Yep. Which leaves the door open for and, this. And by the way, guess what? Did you know they won? Yes. They won. You know why? Fourth because Amendment, it's a, maybe? <laughs> it's a Fourth Amendment issue. Privacy? Right. They had no right to that safe. No. Liberty had no right to that safe. Liberty does not own the safe. Right. They had no right to be in his, any access to that safe. They, they sold that safe mm-hmm. to that owner. Actually, they probably they probably consigned it to a dealer and a dealer sold it to them. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is Liberty had no ownership of that safe. But guess what they did? They gave away the password. Gave away the password. So I would imagine that they that, that company set that up just for the purposes of the owner. If in fact an owner ever forgot their password, they would call Liberty and you know, and they would identify themselves by certain codes, social security, who knows what. Okay. I would imagine that's what that purpose was for. Okay. That's, that's just, fair. That's just opinion. That's totally fair. Right. But this has gone overboard and in, in usurping any of that. And I lost my password to my phone one time, or I lost some 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 access to it. And um, so I contacted Apple and went through all kinds mm-hmm. of authentication, all right. kinds exactly. of stuff. But but after it was all said and done, I, I'm, right. I'm glad they had that access. Right. But you know what? I'm not I'm not glad. No, Liberty Safe has access to anything. And I would um, suspect that, that this is deeper than what what's being perceived. It is, and I'm going to show you. And there's more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that commercial. <clears throat> and there's more. <laughs> So this is what this is what's going on with with um, with this story. So Turning Point USA founder mm-hmm. Charlie Kurt mm-hmm. um, did a little investigation. He put this out on X. I have a hard time keep saying that because X versus I, Twitter, right? Yeah, I thought right. that was Twitter, but anyway. So he put this out on Twitter, and um, this is what this is what 
we find out. And I'm going to go ahead and, and this is actually coming from Brett Bart. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go, it, it's, um, I'm going to show you the screenshot of that. Just give you an idea of what it says, what it's about. Mm-hmm. So Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kurt used a post on X to report the FEC filings that show Liberty Safe's parent company donated over, here we go, got $400,000 to gun control Democrats. For campaign accounts. Yes. Oh, yes, there you have it. Yes, that's what it is. And those Democrats are like, um, well, hmm. let's just take a look and see who they are. <laughs> um, the, the FEC report says $400,000 last 10 cycles of maximum donations of maximum dose. So they maxed out these Democrats. Oh okay. Raphael Warnock. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. You know who that is? Yes, Georgia. We all do. That guy's a communist. <laughs> yeah, I'm just pretty much. He, yeah. John Fetterman. Oh boy. Hoodie. John, John, Hoodie doesn't even know where he's at no, anymore. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mandela Barnes. I'm not aware of that person. <laughs> That's uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Mark Kelly, Arizona. Um, interesting. Very interesting. And Liberty Safe's current CEO, Justin Hildebrand, was a founding partner of uh, Monomol, and that's basically the, the company that owns uh, Liberty Safe, mm-hmm. donated $4,600 to Obama for the destruction of America. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Obama for America's, I guess, basically. I would seem to suspect that we need to find another gun safe company to purchase our safes from, knowing this. Here's what I would say. <laughs> um, I think they need to be uh, Bud Lighted. <laughs> I like that term, Bud Lighted. I agree. I, I was gonna or show, targeted. <laughs> I was going to show a picture. There was a, there was a picture. I can't find it now, but there was a picture of uh, the new use of Liberty Safe. They opened the door. And there's a, <laughs> a Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. With um, a target on it. Yeah. For Target practice. Target, target. Get it. target You're on practice. target with Liberty Safe, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they need to change their name, actually, to Liberty Fed. <laughs> Liberty Fed. I'm fed with Liberty Fed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Well, <laughs> As there you we have. digressed. That's Liberty Safe. Um, we're going to go on and go into um, some other things that's going on uh, with your gun rights. And there's a lot of extensive information here. And here's what I would mm. I would ask you to do. This information, it's not, we're not just giving out information for entertainment purposes. If you want to, you know, and I I encourage you to listen to this. I encourage you to share this with other people, share it with friends, share it with, uh, with, you know, everybody that you know, that, that it would, this would be a concern to is Mm -hmm. what I'm encouraging you. Um, I want you to have this information so that you can act upon it, you know, Mm -hmm. act with your Congress people, with your congressmen, your, your senators, um, this is something that you need to get involved even in your state because there's even things in our mm-hmm. state that we can actually do to, to help this. Mm-hmm. But um, I would encourage that. Um, this, this broadcast is going to be, this is a fairly new, uh, Worldview Truth is a fairly new podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been, uh, some of the podcasts has gone uh, viral um, on the audio side. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can listen to this on um, any podcast platform. Hmm. I, I have not found a podcast. Some I never even heard of. Hmm. I can it, you can find Worldview Tr- Truth, Randy Osborne. Also, um, we do not broad. I do not broadcast on um, on YouTube. Um, I very early on got too many strikes and mm-hmm. not going to do that. Um, so what we're doing is um, we are on Rumble. And um, it is a conservative organization, or, and uh, you know we're we're on Rumble. Please go to Rumble to watch this video, mm-hmm. and um, and please share it. Please like it, follow it, um, and that will that will help us. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So the ATF they've come up with um, they've come up with some new rulings on gun mm-hmm. sales. Now this just got broke last week. Um, and basically what it's about is it's a, and I'm going to tell you what it's referenced to and tell you what they've done with this. There's a bipartisan safer communities act that bipartisan, um, term on that, um, on this, on this, um, bill, it actually is a law now, um, 
is far from bipartisan. They had a few people, they did get a few Republicans to sign onto this. Um, anytime there's an attack on the Second Amendment, um, there's a problem if, we, if there's anybody that is supporting it. And I don't, you can call this anything you want to call it, but the bottom line is this. Um, this is not a Safer Communities Act, and it's, it wasn't bipartisan. There was a few Republicans that got on board, but um, it was not bipartisan. And if you look at the date on it, uh, June 25th of 2022, hmm. uh, that would have been the old Congress. That would not have been the new Congress. So um, anyway, as, as you move through this, this is what this was about. And I'm going to read it. Um, it's the um, expansion, the definition of engaging in the business of firearms, dealing to cover all persons who devote time, attention, and labor to dealing in firearms as a regular course of trade or business um, to predominantly earn a profit through the repetitive purchase and sale of arms. Okay. Hmm. That's basically what it was that was part of, of this act, of this, of this new law. Now, Biden, through an executive order, it was Order 14092, if you want to know the exact um, order of it, he decided that he was going to get the AFT with the help of the Justice Department to define this new, um, this new law. So what they did is they got the AFT, um, to define what this law is. Mm. Now, the AFT, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and go and actually show you the actual, um, the actual uh, ruling from the AFT because they have actually put out a ruling on this and the ruling on the, to define this new law that Biden has commissioned the AFT to do. It was just August the 1st, I believe, the ruling came down from the Fifth, the fifth Judicial Circuit Court, right? No. No. No, this was an AFT ruling. This was, yeah, this is a new first. AFT ruling. Huh. And the AFT, um, basically what they did, if I can find it real quick here. Here it is. Okay, it's 108 pages hmm. to define what a gun purchase is. 108 pages. So before this, before this new ruling came out, mm -hmm. this is, this is the situation. This is what happened. If, if, if I was a gun owner and you know, you buy a gun and, and people that are gun activists, they, they get this, you buy a gun and you're, you know, you buy a brand new, I don't know, Taurus mm. and you, you know, you shoot it a little while, you know, I don't really like that. And there's a new one just came out. And so, you know, you go check into the new one and you like the new one better. And uh, your neighbor said, hey, I like this. I like this Taurus and, and uh, I'd like to buy it. And so you sell it to them. OK, um, it's not what's called a straw purchase, a straw purchase. And the ATF was very concerned about this as you go into a gun store and buy a gun mm -hmm. and then you turn over that gun to somebody else. In other words, you, and then you resell it to somebody else with the purpose of reselling that gun. You're not buying the gun for your own purpose. You're buying the gun mm. to resell it. It's called a straw purchase. It is illegal. And um, what, what, was, what could happen, and it has happened in the past, is where uh, a nefarious person that was legally able to buy a gun, you know, would buy, you know, 10 Glocks. Mm -hmm. And then they would take those 10 Glocks and then they would... Uh, sell the 10 Glocks for even 20% higher mm -hmm. to people that could not purchase guns because mm -hmm. of, of um, felonies. Felon charges or something. Yeah, right. et cetera. Or Hunter Biden, or, or I'm sorry, <laughs> or something of that nature. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. It slipped. <laughs> so that's what a straw purchase is. Well, in this new, in this new law, basically... What it says is, it basically says that anybody that is um, to sell that sells a gun for profit or for a profit, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of basically is is has to have a a firearms um, license to do so. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you have to use what's called a form a forty four seventy three. Now that's what the that's 
that's pretty much the idea of this. It took 108 pages to, to say that. Say that, right. And this is what it says. And I'm going to, I, I was actually. in there, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, my goodness. 108 pages. Mm-hmm. What do you do with 108 pages? How do you define what a purchase is um, mm-hmm. that you're engaging in business of selling firearms? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can no longer have a gun collection and, and, you know, trade out something anymore. Right. You can't do that. Okay, that's all. And you're wondering, why is this, why are they doing this? And I'm going to tell you what the real reason they're doing it is. The real reason they're doing it is they're eventually going to um, register your guns. They're going to have a tracking of every single firearm every individual owns so that they can do what with them? Come take them. Yeah. Why would you think that? Because that's what they're doing. That's what they want to do. That's exactly what they're doing. So if you look through this 108-page ruling from the ATF, and you can make comments on this. Basically, you can file uh, comments uh, to the ATF on this ruling before they actually come out with the ruling, with the, with the making a new but, law. Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Law? There's a ruling. Wait, 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 wait. Because that's <laughs> not law. It's the ATF rules. But doesn't the legislature, doesn't Congress, aren't they the ones responsible for making law? Am I confused? You're you're really confused. That's so old school. Am I confused? <laughs> yeah, you're. What just you're, happened? You, yeah, that's old school. Okay. It, back back prior to the the Constitution. Okay, this is pre-Constitution mm-hmm. or during. This actually during the Constitution. This is when we were ruled by the Constitution. Um, what <laughs> what would happen is Congress actually made law. Right. Okay. Congress made law. That they were the ones that made the laws. But now the agencies with acronyms make the laws. Right, right. Yeah. That usurp, usurp everybody's power. We're, okay. we're in a new America. Okay. Is all I can I'm say tracking about now, that. I think. Okay. <laughs> so they came up with this 108-page law. I mean, uh, ruling. Mm-hmm. Ruling. That's, yeah, that's correct, that. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you actually look at this ruling, if you actually go through the 108 pages, and I did... Mm-hmm. And I had to take uh, three Advil after, afterward mm-hmm. because of the way it's worded. Um, it is not clear. It is not clear. Mm-hmm. Because one part, part it says if you make a profit on a gun, mm-hmm. then you're. But then in another place it says um, you don't necessarily have to make a profit on a gun. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. It, it says, but, and then. I think it's gray for a reason. I think I, 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 they've you're done exactly that way right. for a reason, so they can get you no matter what. It is completely subjective. Right, exactly. It is 100% subjective. In fact, mm. what's going on... Which is why they have no business doing this. No. They have no business mm. doing this because they are not Congress? That right. Right? Okay. Again, that's... if, if In yet, my opinion... In Biden's America, this is what happens. In my opinion, if... Um, this new law, Congress needs to write a law that defines it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if there's issues with that, then the courts work that out. Mm-hmm. But not, 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 not this, these people. I mean. Right. Who gave them the authority to do that, right? Yeah. And, and in fact, um, in, in one case, um, one of our mm-hmm. Congress uh, people, and we'll get to him in just mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, actually, it was Matt Gates, mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Freedom Caucus said the ATF looks more like, the sounds more like um, a convenience store um, in Florida other than a, um, a, an agency that would actually uh, make law mm-hmm. and police that law. Okay, that's weird, but that's what's going on right now. So anyway, in this 108 page, it, it goes through and basically says that... Um, um, just because you don't make a profit on something doesn't necessarily mean that you um, are not breaking their law. I mean, rule. Okay. The, the crazy things about this is these rules have heavy, heavy prison sentences on them. Oh, I'm sure they do. So... Um, that's the reason they would be a law. I mean, and, and when was this reasons. written again? Um, they just put this out August the 30th. 
So there's okay. not there's a 90 day period that people can read this and then they can ask questions with the ATF. So this is like an administrative rule and we can go in and comment. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we all and need to be doing that. Everybody needs to be commenting on this. Okay. Everybody wow. needs to be commenting on this because this is an issue. And I'm just going to be, I'm going to get out there for a minute. You know what I'm going to say about that? Mm. If you comment on this, they have your name and information. Right. Well. Okay. And there's like, would, are they flagging you? They're flagging everybody that opposes. Remember our last podcast? One opposed something regarding the election. And then next thing you know, they're being right. carried off in handcuffs too. So your thought, even if you think this is wrong. I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I hate know. I hate saying that, but this is where we're at. That's what's yeah, and, and I'm going to prove what I just said. My mm -hmm. concern. I'm getting ready to prove it here in just a second, and I'm going to show you a video. <clears throat> just in the past, just in the past since the Obi the Biden administration, the, just during his administration, um, the ATF has gone in an all-out attack on the Second Amendment. Um, for example. Um, bump stocks, and I'm going to explain what bump stocks and, are here in and, a minute. And they, pistol grips. Yep. Yeah. Uh, bump stocks, pistol grips, mm -hmm. trigger assemblies, mm -hmm. um, individuals making their own firearms, which is uh, commonly turned as 80%, mm -hmm. 80 percent um, firearms. Um, they've all come out and done a 180 degree change, okay, without Congress, mm -hmm. without anything. They just arbitrarily changed the ruling. Um, on these, on these, uh, on these, on these items. And um, I, I'm going to show you um, a couple videos. Um, one of them is a video, it's a hearing with ATF. It's Steve uh, Dettelback, which is the, Stephen Dettelback, which he is the ATF um, guru, and uh, Florida Congressman Mike Johnson. And um, I'm going to play that one first. I want you to, I want you to hear exactly what what he says this is a little a little concerning unilateral and unconstitutional action okay if you own a stabilizing brace you're required to register it with atf turn it in or destroy it by may 31st or you're going to face criminal penalties mr dettelback this is past attorney, may i'm assuming you know what a reliance interest is right familiar with the term uh i'm i not sure i'm in agreement with your characterization of you know the term reliance interest i'm not playing games here I'm not trying to either. I'm trying to be respectful. I, I'm in disagreement with your summary of what the... I haven't was. summarized it yet. I'm asking you if you know the term. Uh, no, about what you said. I'm sorry. About what is, a, what is a reliance interest? You were a federal prosecutor. What's a reliance so, so, interest? Well, we don't use it in federal prosecution, but from being a lawyer, mm -hmm. reliance generally, I think, from my days in contracts and as a, and as a civil litigator, uh, re refers to the idea that in contract law, when somebody uh, relies to their detriment on certain kinds of... Uh, matters that they have some legal claims that they might not otherwise have. Excellent. It's not just confined to contract law, but um, as a lawyer and knowing that definition, knowing the concept, I mean, does it concern you that for years law-abiding Americans relied on the ATF's guidance in purchasing stabilizing braces and now due to a regulation, not a law passed by Congress, but a regulation, millions of them are going to suddenly become felons? Um, First of all, the law doesn't either uh, ban anything, nor, uh, the, the, nor uh, does the rule apply to all stabilizing braces. Uh, the rule under the National Firearms Act uh, helps define uh, and clarify what the characteristics of a firearm okay, right, would be with a your rifle. With your clarification, is it true or not that millions of Americans will be defined as felons after May 31 if they don't follow this new regulation? True or not? I assume that people are going to either detach the weapons, follow the things. If they don't the follow the regulation, they'll be a felon, right? You're you're a former I, I, federal prosecutor. Yeah, I, and 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 yeah. I, and I and I will tell you that uh, that federal prosecutions do not happen with respect to law-abiding people who can't have a criminal intent okay, established. Okay. Uh, that that is not a priority. Okay, here's here's the problem we have. But, here's the problem we have. Okay, you ran for Ohio Attorney General in 2018. Your platform included gun control. We know where you stand, right? As, as recently as 10 minutes ago, Ms. Jackson Lee, you couldn't answer or define what an, a so-called assault weapon is. You continued to not be able to do that or refuse to do it. Uh, it's clear that you came to ATF with an agenda, I believe, to infringe upon good law-abiding Americans' rights. And you're going to turn them into criminals with this regulation, and you seem to have no remorse about it. I'm out of time, and I yield back. Uh, 
With respect to, you know, yields, I didn't ask you a sorry. question. Gentleman yields back. Gentleman yields back. So there you have it. Hmm. Basically, what what he was saying is, um, he was talking about the. In this particular case, he was actually talking um, very specifically about these uh, pistol braces. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the here's the, num- the the situation with the pistol brace, and you can go back to another podcast that I did, and I went in great detail, spent a lot of time explaining the pistol brace issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to show you um, real quickly a a picture of a of a pistol brace, just to let you know what a pistol brace it's looks for those like. that are disabled and can't really use it as well, right? That's so exactly shoots, what it so is. It shoots from the shoulder or the shoulder support. Right. Yeah. It, it actually is an arm support. You see yeah, this. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wraps around your arm. And it it mm-hmm. holds a brace. So if you can't hold a pistol with both right. hands right. is basically it's what support, the purpose yeah. is. Right. Um, that's what a pistol brace is. Hmm. Now, there's somewhere in the neighborhood. Are you ready for this? Of 50 million. Hmm. OK, not 50,000, not 500,000, yep. 50 million of these braces out mm-hmm. here. The, and, and here is what he was referring to. Um, Congressman Mike Johnson was referring to. He's basically saying, wait a second, since 2012, um, the ATF has defined that this this pistol brace was legal. Mm-hmm. It was totally legal and it did not change the, you know, the configuration of the gun. Right. It was totally legal in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, last May, this, this past May, the, the end of the month, they made every one of these illegal um, with a, I believe the penalty is 10 years in prison mm. because is they've turned this into what's the term is a short barrel rifle is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. And here's the kicker. You're like, why would they do that? Why would they make 50 million people? And by the way, since that's come out, there's been a lot of litigation on mm-hmm. it. There's been a few stays on it um, in some, some states. Um, and, and there's, it's real it's not even defined whether it's now legal or not because it hasn't gone to the Supreme Court, which I believe it will. Right. Um, but here's the problem. You know why they're doing this? The reason that they're doing this is not to make 50 million people um, felons, not necessarily, mm-hmm. though I would suspect even after they did this on May 30th, I suspect about 49 million are still felons. Okay, um, it, 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 and I, it could be a little higher now. Is it got to do with voting now? Um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. could be. So here's the thing. First of all, they did this arbitrarily without Congress. Again, that's a law. They turned around and made law, made a felony out of something, mm-hmm. turned something, redefined something, made law um, without Congress. Um, and I believe that the courts ultimately will, will end up will end mm-hmm. up overturning this. But how about the th- thousands and thousands of people that registered these? Now, here's the option. Mm-hmm. You can either destroy that little, um, <laughs> that little thing on the back of that. Um, you can take it off and destroy it. Also, a lot of people don't know this, but um, you see that little scope? Mm-hmm. That could also def- help define that rifle or that pistol as a short barrel rifle. Okay, nobody wants to talk about that, but that's also a problem um, in that in that particular um, uh, law. I mean, uh, ruling, ruling, whatever it is. So here's the problem. Um, The purpose of this is not necessarily to make felons, but it's to force people to register register. their guns. You're being tracked. It's it's that is the purpose of this is to get people to register their mm-hmm. guns. Um, well, hopefully it's going to fail. I don't, this is what I was telling you about earlier, August the 1st, coming from Reuters, a United States regulation restricting ownership of gun accessories known as pistol braces is likely illegal. A federal appeals court ruled Tuesday a victory for a gun rights group challenging the rule. A two-to-one panel of the New Orleans-based 5th United States Circuit Court of Appeals found that the United States Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, ATV, uh, finalized the rule in January without giving the public a meaningful chance to comment on it. That made it invalid under the Federal Administrative Procedure Act, the panel found. And it goes on and on and on. So, yeah, it's going to hopefully eventually just fail. But did the 
the question is this, did the ATF meet their objective? Uh, well, yeah. They because did. the objective yes. was what? It was to get people to register right. guns. Right. See, there's a there's always a, a hidden message. There's a meeting. federal statute that is makes it illegal for the federal government to have a gun registry. Okay, let me say that again. There's a federal statute that makes it illegal for the federal government to have a gun registry, meaning it's illegal for for the federal government to keep tracking mm-hmm. Who owns your? Who owns what guns? The serial numbers, the information, the addresses mm-hmm. of individuals with guns. Um, it is a federal statute. It is illegal. But do you think that the Biden administration really cares about that? No. Nope. Do you think the federal government anymore even cares about that? No. Nope. I don't think so. Um, I'm going to play a, a something from Matt Gates. Mm. Um, he is a, he's a firecracker, but I will tell you something. He's dead on on this issue. Um, this was in a hearing, and I want you to listen to this and, and tell me what your perspective of it is. Nice. <clears throat> How many guns has the ATF lost? Um, I, I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, uh, is it a difficult question to understand? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're referring to uh, any particular incident or time How many period. instances should we be looking at where you've lost guns? Um, so if, if what you're referring to is what happened at the National Destruction Branch, no guns were lost. They were stolen by an individual who's now in prison right. uh, who was right. not and an right. ATF employee. But there were recommendations made on what you should do so that you don't become the victim of the theft and the inspector general saying you're not following them i'm quoting directly from the inspector general's report thousands of firearms firearms parts and ammunition had been stolen from the atf so you gave testimony that the brave atf agents are the ones showing up at two in the morning after a burglary but it seems as though in this case you were the one burglarized why have you not followed the recommendations of the of the office of inspector general so that you aren't the mark um. Again, uh, it is, it, I, I want to say that it is a brave women of, of a, men and women of ATF who do do this. That's not a, a well, I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. They're day. getting robbed on one hand, so you can't keep a hold of the guns you're supposed to have. But then you do keep a hold of a bunch of stuff you're not supposed to have a hold of. We, the GAO report, firearms data, ATF did not always comply with the Appropriations Act restriction and should better adhere to its policies. As a result of breaking the law, didn't you guys have to go and delete like a quarter of a million records that you illegally kept? Uh, again, uh, with respect to both the Inspector General reports that you're talking nope, about. One's Inspector we, General, one's GAO. Well, the, GA, the, the, yep. the, the, the Inspector General report uh, ATF that happened uh, several years ago, more than that. 2022. And ATF, and ATF the has, the, the report, report came out, but the theft, and yeah. ATF has implemented uh, numerous different safety measures with respect to the national uh, destructive branch. Well, I mean, he, I'm, I'm reading to you from the report from last year, Mr. Director. We found that the NDB staff does not currently, currently in 2022, adhere to established operating procedures in place to mitigate risk of firearms being lost and stolen. So I guess that shows an ATF that is not functioning correctly and is not responding to the problems you create. You keep records you're not supposed to. It was a quarter million of them you had to delete, right? Um, I I don't believe that that is uh, Was it over 200,000 that you had to delete? Uh, So what what, what was happening was... I just want to know the number of records you had to delete that were not being lawfully, lawfully maintained. There were there were records that were had not actually been searched, but my understanding Hundreds of thousands is searchable. And so that's what you guys do. You keep what you shouldn't keep. You lose what you're not supposed to lose. But how do you treat regular Americans? I got this letter from someone in my district, uh, a firearms dealer. I have been a firearms dealer for 46 years. For 46 years, I've had a good relationship with law enforcement. Then came the ATF's zero tolerance policy. Two years ago, while in the process of selling a firearm to a customer, I completed their background check using Florida's FDLE firearm purchasing program. The background check was uneventful, and FDLE rendered an approval number. Some months later, during an ATF audit, I was told the background check was now a non-approval. Even though FDLE made the error, it was on my paperwork, so ATF deemed it a willful error. 
After completing close to 50,000 background checks over 46 years, why would I willfully ignore this background check? The answer is simple, I did not. But the ATF has revoked my license, ended my career, and my livelihood. So I guess the question is, why should you be able to destroy the life of one of my constituents over a technicality where they weren't even at fault when you all lose thousands of guns and illegally keep hundreds of thousands of records? Respectfully, uh, with res Congress has, has given us uh, the authority to inspect and make sure that firearms dealers, the vast majority by the which are compliant, they are our first line of defense. Um, in, in dealing with uh, straw purchases. This guy isn't your first line of defense anymore. He's fired. But a very small uh, minority, those dealers, uh, after due process, uh, have a been A small minority, a small minority, ATF, enforcer of gun laws, lost thousands of firearm parts to thieves. New data shows ATF gun store restrictions at the highest rate in 16 years. Mr. Director, the definition of hypocrisy is when you can't live up to your own standard. So you have imposed a zero tolerance policy that is resulting in the highest rate of revocations in 16 years, and you wouldn't be able to meet your own zero tolerance policy because you lose stuff you're supposed to keep, and then you keep stuff that it's illegal to keep. Uh, and by the way, I am one of those MAGA Republicans that would defund your salary, your agency, and I, don't, I, and I think all these good things that you say exist could happen with those folks at the local and state level, and this is a, is a terrible abuse of power. Basically, he, he called out um, one of his constituents in Florida. In fact, I'm going I'm to play that real quick. One of his constituents in Florida basically said um, they lost his, he lost his business. He'd been mm -hmm. in business for nearly 40 years, lost his business. And this was what the technicality was. It was over technicality. In Florida, um, we, if I go down and, and, and buy a gun from XYZ gun, gun store, they, they do a background check. They, f they fill out the paperwork and then they mm -hmm. send it to um, Florida's um, Department of Law Enforcement. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Florida is responsible for sending it to, to, the, to that organization. And then they end up Given back the the information, mm -hmm. so a, so actually FDLE, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, mm -hmm. sends that out. And what happened is on this particular case, the um, F, FDLE actually filled in something incorrectly. Mm -hmm. They put and it was such a simple clerical error. It was like they put mm -hmm. um, they put the state instead of the country. Mm -hmm. Okay, on the form, FDLE did it, not right. the dealer. Wow. Okay. The dealer lost his license. Okay, he lost his license, and you're like, why? Why? What's going on there? What? What? What is going on on here? Well, since October, um, there's been a actually since since last year, there's been 350 percent increase in the number of license that have been um, pulled in in the country wow. okay 350 percent increase so all these small dealers are losing their licenses and you're like why mm. now why would they do that let's get back to that common denominator what was that common denominator how about the pistol pistol braces what was that how and, and you had to register those mm. because either destroy them or register them. Mm -hmm. okay that, that was a case because when you register them then they have a yeah, registry, yeah. which is supposed yeah. to be illegal, right? right? Well, all of your all of your gun um, transactions. I'm going to try to explain this. This is a little mm -hmm. complicated, but this is how it works. When you go in store and buy a gun, you fill out the paperwork and they do a background check. Okay, mm -hmm. the background check is basically that you're buying a gun is the background check. It's not what you're buying. It doesn't have the serial number. It doesn't have any right. of that information mm -hmm. on it. So it's just a background check mm -hmm. to make sure that you're legally authorized to buy that gun. If you're a convicted felon, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, you wouldn't be. So after that background check, the dealer uh, keeps the paperwork. Now, they, they track the serial number. Mm -hmm. They have the serial number, your name and address, et cetera. They have that information. That is not allowed to go to the federal government because that would be a, a national registry. gun registry, right? So... 
if there's a case, if there's, if there's a situation, let's say that there is a crime, that's, there's a murder that happens, mm-hmm. and there's a gun on the scene, okay, law enforcement can look at that gun, get the model of the gun, the serial number of the gun, and then they um, can take that to the manufacturer, mm-hmm. and the manufacturer can say, yeah, I sold that serial sold number right. to this gun store. Mm-hmm. Then they can go to the gun store, and then the gun store can say, yes, here's the address. This is who mm-hmm. I actually sold this to. That's how that's done. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be done. Well, what's happening is when they, um, when they pull somebody's fire, um, their um, gun license to, to sell guns, um, all their paperwork, all their files automatically go yes. to the ATF. Right. ATF gets it all. And also when they're raided, because there's been some gun stores that have been raided, and the ATF has taken all their all their files as well. That's been happening too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting ready to talk about that. I'm going to play real quick the guy that um, actually he testified in Florida. There was a the, um, about him losing his license, mm. and I'm going to. It's a little bit harder. I'm going to have to crank this up a little bit, mm. but hopefully we can we can see it. Um, my name is uh, Miles Schuler. I was an FFL holder in uh, Santa Rosa County. I've been a firearms dealer for some 46 years, uh, 39 years of it in Santa Rosa County. I've always uh, strived to facilitate the sale of firearms to law-abiding citizens to keep rec- to keep accurate records. And uh, in the 46 years, I've had good relationship with law enforcement. Previously, <clears throat> the uh, FFL and the regulatory agency, ATF, had a, a mutually beneficial relationship uh, bring, bringing us up to speed on, on rule changes uh, and <clears throat> keeping things more efficient until, until changing to the adoption of the zero tolerance policy was enacted. This resulted in ATF's aggress- aggressively putting FFLs like mine out of business. It is absurd that ATF has dedicated perfection as a requirement to stay in business currently. My mistake is deemed willful by ATF. By the mere definition of word a mistake, it is not willful. I think this practice is unethical and I worry for my country. I specifically worry that a federal agency can adopt, can can abruptly end a 46 year career based on one error. That was not my error to begin with. It's completely out of my hands. Two years ago, while I was in the process of selling a firearm to a customer, I completed the background check using the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Purposes Program. The background check was uneventful, and FDLE rendered an approval number. Some some months later, during an ATF audit, I was told the background check was now a non-approval. I am a hands-on business owner and do all background checks myself. This background check came back as an approval. I was never notified in any way during the months before the audit that the approval was changed to a non-approval. When I was told that the approval changed, it was their opinion that I purposely and willfully used the incorrect finding from the FDLE. Even though FDLE made made the error, it was on my paperwork. So it was my will for error. After completing close to 50,000 background checks correctly in my 46 years, why would I willfully ignore one background check? The answer is simple, I, I did not. But the ATF has revoked my license and ended my career and livelihood. The weaponizing of ATF against store owners like myself must stop. Without us, <clears throat> there would effectively be no Second Amendment. There would be no ava- ability to purchase the means to defend yourself <clears throat> in an increasingly lawless country where the government is focusing on harassing law-abiding citizens and business owners like me. Instead of prosecuting career criminals <clears throat> out on cashless bail for the 15th time. The ATF <clears throat> knows this and that is why they're trying to put us out of business. They want to criminalize all gun owners. FFLs are just in the way. Thank you for inviting me to tell my story. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 
that was a <clears throat> that was actually a um, a hearing um, in Florida in the Panhandle um, by Matt Gates and um, uh, a uh, Florida or I'm sorry a Georgia Congresswoman Taylor Margie Green Marjorie Taylor Green MTG okay. all right I was close you were close <laughs> anyway that that is the that is the story with that. Um, and there's more to this. There's more. They're trying to go after, they're trying to take the guns away. If they get a national gun registry, this is the fear. And it's not just the fear. This is what happens every single time there's a national gun registry, uh, no matter throughout history of our nation, of, of, of nations. Once there's a gun registry, they take, they go after the guns because they know mm-hmm. that um, a free people must have the right to bear guns. A free and moral people, right? A free and moral people is correct. But we know the other side somewhat lacks morality. So what's your what's your thought on this? Got to have a thought. Oh, my thought on this? Yeah. Well, you know, my thought is that, you know, there's this is just par for the course. They're calling, you know, parents, grandparents, you know, terrorists. Now they're going after people with guns because, you know, we want to protect ourselves. Let's say we have a farm and we have livestock and, you know, animals, you know, you come to take your livestock. You protect yourselves for a reason. Now we're called terrorists as well. They want to take our guns. And what's the first thing that happens after a country can no longer defend themselves? What comes after that? Is it something called communism? Isn't that what it's called? Exactly. Are we like real close to that right exactly yeah, exactly. exactly well there's more so these atf agents um the guy that was sitting next to him um in that previous video we just saw um they had audited his store he also is in the panhandle um they had audited his store he's got a gun store as well he's been under audit i believe for six months they've been auditing him for six months it's already cost him over sixty thousand dollars just to keep his license and keep ATF off of his back. And I'm sure they sent the IRS in too, probably, right? Well, hey. Isn't that probably next? We're getting ready to get right? to that. We're getting ready to get to that. How do I know? <laughs> so when, they, when, they, when the ATF audits, okay, um, sometimes they will bring in the IRS. It's just the new ironic. 80, the new 80,000 uh, new employees right, that, right. that are carrying guns as well. Did you know that? Oh, absolutely. I yes. That. Very that, aware of that. Yes. Very aware of that. I want you to see this real quick, and I'm just going to play the, the video of it. This is an ATF agent, okay, in a, um, doing an audit mm. on, a, on a gun dealer. I want you to see what she's doing, okay? Now, what do we say about mm. the registry thing? It's illegal. It's illegal, right? Is it? Let's take a look. She's screenshotting. You see what she's doing? That's the logbook. That's the logbook. Okay, it's got the name, address, wow. and the purchase mm-hmm. of all these people. She's in there taking pictures. See her going through them? Look at that. Mm-hmm. How about that? My, my, my. She's also wearing a mask by herself in a closed room. Yeah, I think it's a double mask. <laughs> it keeps you safe from that. Bridget, way. stay off tangent here. <laughs> it, that, I mean, yeah. You, really? Yeah. If you're going wow. to rob, I mean, if you're going to, um, <laughs> wow. if you're going to audit, you know, make sure you have your mask on. It's very interesting. Mm. Um, so that's what's going on. Now, National Gun Registry. That's what they're after here. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing here. Um, hmm. And that's they're the illegally taking these pictures. Okay. Right. So here's an article I want y'all to see. This is actually by um, Dan Zimmerman. This was in February t- uh, 2022. Okay. This is not old news. This is pretty new news. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is what it says. Um, An ATF disclosed to lawmakers that it manages a database of, look at this number. Oh, my gosh. 920,664,765 firearm purchase records, Mm. both digitally and hard copy versions of these transactions. Digitally and hard copy. Um, hmm. There's a number of people came out after they, they were involved in the legislation, or I'm sorry, in the investigation. Mm-hmm. Michael Cloud, Republican of Texas, was involved in, in, in doing this. 
and they made this public. They came out public about this issue. Um, and so um, the ATF, along with the ATF's fans, minions, uh, fact-checked that, that comment that they made about nearly a billion records. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, this was put out by USA Today, fact-checker. <laughs> Must we? What's so funny? This is a fact check. I mean, (laughs) they checked this out and they said that it's missing context. Okay, so this is what it says. This is this is really funny. It it, it, well, it would be funny if it wasn't uh, affecting our lives and our nation. It goes on. It it talks about the context of this of this um, this comment that was made that nearly a billion uh, records were um were actually um being kept in databases by the ATF. Well, this is how they defended that because that's a fact that's something that was actually picked up. So they said mm-hmm. it's missing context. Hmm. And he said this is a rundown of the facts. I want you to listen to this very carefully. This is hilarious. Uh, well, it should be hilarious, but it's not. ATF retains records from federally licensed firearm dealers, manufacturers, and importers that go out of business. Okay. Okay. Follow this for a minute. Remember what I said about them going after firearms dealers? Mm-hmm. They pull their license and then they, they keep their records. They keep their records. Now mm-hmm. they have all those records that are supposed to be not mm-hmm. on a registry, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm an innocent person that I go out and buy a gun from, from uh, Mr. Joe a gun dealer mm-hmm. and he goes out of business maybe because the ATF put him out of business. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying, um, the IRS. then, then they have those records. Okay. Now they, now they're, they're admitting that the records includes information about gun sales and transfers, gun sales and transfers. Isn't that a registry of what you, what they have? The records are stored as digital images. Now listen to this that can't be searched for identifying information. Read that again, that can't be searched? That's what? what (laughs) The records are stored as digital images that cannot be stored, that cannot be searched for identifying information. Which would be your name and address. The the repository. Repository is a registry, it's a list. (laughs) What? Registry. What? I'm sorry. The repository is essentially a giant folder full of pictures of forms. Hmm. Okay, now, okay, you following this? I am. Okay, now let's say that that's true, mm-hmm. okay? Now the next one, this is what's so funny. This is the kicker. ATF can only access the records if a law enforcement agency asks for help tracing a gun linked to a crime. Okay. Okay, okay so in other words, this... The records are stored and and cannot be searched for identifying information. Okay. But but if if law enforcement asks, then they can search them. It says it can't be searched for identifying information Mm -hmm. because it's full of pictures. It's just a bunch of forms full of pictures. But if the ATF is asked by law enforcement, then they can actually trace the gun and link to the crime. They can actually trace this information that they said they can't trace. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've got that stuff all alphabetized. This is hilarious. They, yeah. How stupid do they think we are? They think we're stupid. That's the problem. We're um, not. And this right. is U.S. Right. This, this is the fact checkers. Okay. Um, they have, they have, oh, they have nearly, okay. They have nearly a mm-hmm. billion mm-hmm. points of data on firearms mm-hmm. owners is that not a national registry mm-hmm. i think in 2021 20 million guns were purchased in 2021 mm. do you know what a billion is mm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not even close a billion yeah they um do you know why do you know why that they're um they don't want like private owners, like trading guns and stuff like that. You know why they don't want that? You can't trace it. They can't trace it. Right. That, that's, they don't know it's if you have it's not in their registry. Right. Right. 
Um, so, but what gives them the right to know if if if, if I have a gun? My right is my Second Amendment right to have that gun. Who deemed them authority to know if I have a gun or not? It's my right. It's my God-given right. 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 Correct. So, who said they? Who delegated that authority to them to know that I have a gun? Right. So. This is unbelievable. And then they go on to say this, and I, that this doesn't help them. This doesn't help their case, but they go on to say this. When a licensed business closes, they are required to send those records to the ATF. So if the ATF can put 350% more businesses out of business, out of business right. then they can collect all, that, all those records. Um, so that when the time comes, when it's time to go to that, quote, communistic government they know which doors to go knock on it yeah uh pretty much right yeah let's call um, it what it is and then you want to you wonder what is exactly going on um you mentioned irs um, mm-hmm. where, where did that come from is that well the eighty thousand agents that, oh, okay. that they say wait 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 back up <laughs> I read the post, and they've, they've taken it down since. When they when they advertised 80,000 IRS agents would be hired, under the job description, it, it would say carry a gun. That was pulled after everybody like us made calls and to our congressmen and so forth. That post was pulled, but that's what was on the job description. But, but did it change the job description? Course, no, they just pulled it. Of course oh. not. Okay. Well, we all know that. Okay. Well, it makes us all feel better because <laughs> because oh, they pulled it. We should have put that on there because we don't, you know, we don't want to offend anybody. So, <clears throat> the IRS, along with the ATF, has been raiding large mm-hmm. gun stores. Correct. Uh, one of them was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was no Tennessee. There were several. Yeah. Um. One was in um, Minnesota, um, large gun stores. And this is what they're doing. And here's an article that was actually put out by uh, Billings uh, Gazette. And it says this, Republican congressman sees a pattern of sudden gun store closures, like into Highland, a search to ATF inspection in March. Um, and what they're doing is the IRS is going into these gun stores and raiding the gun stores with a search warrant. Um, and what they're doing is a long time, a lot of times they're going in with the ATF. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if it's, a, if it's an IRS issue, why is ATF coming alongside of that? So the IRS is gathering and taking the documents, these gun purchase documents from individuals, they're taking that as evidence, mm-hmm. which is normally not in the warrant, mm-hmm. um, but ATF is with them. And do you think that they're giving that to ATF? Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, of course they are. They're scared. Yeah, they are. I mean, any business owner, would you, ATF comes and <laughs> so forth, guns are blaring, you're going to be scared. It's the average person. What are they to do? In a lot of these cases, uh, the owners of these, these different large stores and small stores are saying, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we have no reason. We don't even know why they're showing up. Right. That's right. They're just showing right. up, uh, usually early in the morning. And um, they're coming in mm-hmm. uh, on, on one of these cases it talks about um, that he had no idea why they even came. They gave no information of what their purpose was, purpose was or anything else. He was interrogated by Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you at the January 6th? Oh, Where boy. were you on January 6th? Um, he, you know, he basically, I was nowhere near January 6th. I was nowhere near the Capitol, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even sure what they're talking mm-hmm. about. But it's just a constant harassment. Um, and it's, again, it, 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 they're going after Second Amendment people right. is what they're well, doing. Right, and they're bringing anything they can into it. it you, know, could it, you know, and I, I picked up something on Florida, so that if you live in Florida, um, the Florida Arms and Ammo Act was amended, the Florida Statute 790.335, to prohibit the use of a merchant category code that separately classifies a seller of firearms or ammunition. So at least Florida is trying to fight against this kind of stuff. That's good. Do you think um, the way that a lot of these federal agencies 
get access to things that they shouldn't have, and I'm saying access, mm-hmm. um, usurp their authority over mm-hmm. a state, right. is because of interstate issues. Mm-hmm. So if you had local, if you had gun manufacturers such as, um, there's one here in our town, if you, and, and you know, maybe our state could pass legislation that would prevent, there are some states that are doing this, mm-hmm. that would prevent the ATF from usurping their authority into these gun, mm-hmm. gun purchases. Um, whatsoever they should mm-hmm. have nothing to do with this this is a this is a second amendment issue this is not something our constitution said that our federal government had a part of right in right. fact it said almost the opposite of that exactly in the second amendment mm-hmm. um so what i would suggest is you get a hold of your congress people you get a hold of your congressmen your your um your senators and and voice your concern, not just because of this. They are doing, you know, they're doing investigations. They're doing all kinds of things. But until um, we can get something, legislation passed, mm-hmm. until the state can start pr- doing some things that help protect uh, the citizens of, of, of an individual state, um, as well as at the federal level, we have got to stop this. This is an overreach. Mm-hmm. This is, if they have a billion records, uh, we need to have uh, that that we need to come up with a way of having that mm. stuff destroyed. Right. Well, at the state levels is the way we can fight it then. How can you fight it federally? You can't. Exactly. You have to have a state that's willing to stand up. Exactly. Totally agree. Well, you have anything coming. in closing? I hear music. <laughs> I hear the music. I guess that's our closing cue, huh? <laughs> right. That was perfect. That was like Rose. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that was, that was great. Um, I do know that in Florida, too, uh, something to look at new, HB 17 um, by state rep uh, Joel Rudman. He is actually, Bill just filed, which will, expiration of the mandatory waiting period for firearms purchases revises when mandatory waiting period ends. So basically it's three days. He changed one word in the in the bill or the, the law and it, because what could happen is you could apply for your background check and it could take up to two years based on the current law. So he's proposed legislation that, that, that one word gives them three days. They know in three days with a background check. Why are they waiting two years? Exactly. So so this is some good stuff coming up in Florida. So again, That's good. in closing, like you say, contact your representatives and, and let's get some protections out of these bills. Um, Representative Rugman, Dr. Rugman. Dr. Rugman, correct. Um, he's doing some good stuff. Yes, he, with, is. Uh, he is. Fighting the, uh, freedom, the vaccine issues. A freedom, liberty, loving patriot. Yeah, that's a that's a good guy. Um, he was at that hearing. He testified at the hearing Matt Gates. Oh, good. I didn't know that. Oh, um, wonderful. Um, I didn't get a chance to play that part, but yeah. um, he was saying some of the things that, that he was working on. In mm-hmm. fact, that's one of your contacts that you need to get yes. a hold of because he's passionate about this issue. Yes. He sees this has happened in his district. This guy lost his job in mm-hmm. his district. Mm-hmm. The other harassment's going on. It's, it's going on across mm-hmm. the nation. This has just come to light where people mm-hmm. took a stand and said, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to voice my opinion on mm-hmm. it. So um, definitely get a hold of people like him and say, look, I, I support what you're doing. I'm behind you. What can we do to help you? And uh, we need to get we need to get some legislation in the mm-hmm. state passed, mm-hmm. and we also need to continue working. Elections have consequences. That's right. Elections have consequences. And uh, all politics are local. And exactly. Don't ever forget that. This is Randy Osborne. I'm with Bridget Chairman Smith. Bridget Smith. And uh, until next time, God bless. Worldview Truth.